five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back to fourth episode of the Colorblind Chameleon Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Today, my Burmese friend Henry. You go by Henry, right? Yeah. Welcome, Henry. What's up? Thank you for coming all the way out here from Roland Heights, right? Yeah, I didn't know it would be this far for a drive. Well, I really appreciate it. How long was the drive? Forty-five or mm-hmm. with traffic? Forty-five minutes with with like substantial amount of traffic. Yeah. Substantial, bro. You're you're the real man, man. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. So. So this is how we work. We just talk whatever we want and enjoy. What you been up to, man? Well, a couple of days has been kind of like chilling because of, you know, holiday season. But I've been working in the utility company, bro. Wow. Yeah, I've been working there for like two months now. Almost closing into three months. Good. Yeah, yeah. You graduated this year, right? Yeah, last June. June, July. Did you get to walk? Mm-mm. Dude, that must they, suck. They postponed it, so we'll see how it goes. Dude, <laughs> I know. You heard about that? Um, the new strain in UK today. Yeah, like seventy percent something. Uh, increased transmission rate. Mm, yeah, jeez. Dude, I hope you get to walk, man. <laughs> how are the symptoms? Symptoms though. Have um, you read about it? I did not read about it, but I know it's it's worse during tier four lockdown. I know the London ones put it back into tier three last week. What's the difference between three and four? Do you know? Not really. I think it's just like um, level. It was like level higher the level, the worse it gets. I think really? something like that. Is there yeah. a level five or is for the highest? I don't, know. dude. And how how did that affect you not being able to walk? Yeah, I mean, I still wanted to like, say bye to my friends for the last time, man. Didn't have a chance. Oh, you're right, dude. Yeah, man. they just like you know what it all started. I'm like literally like ten ten months into my two week break, bro. They um, put up a break for like they say, oh, we're gonna like do remote learning for two weeks. That's what the that's what my school said. Uh-huh. And that never happened. We never we never went back. Damn. So you like last quarter? Yeah. Online. Yeah, online. So I have been um, back from college college since March, mid March. Mid March. Okay. Yeah. Hey, at least. And never have been like never have back been back this whole time. Um, I'm so sorry to hear that. Mm-hmm. Did you get to hang out with your friends at least in person? Well, like, oh, just I, a little bit. Like, maybe like once or twice with mm-hmm. them. But like, mm-hmm. I try to go out as much as I can. But still, it's really hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would say like not being able to go out is and being trapped inside is the biggest struggle. Like, biggest obstacle. But if you, but I always think of it this way. Like, even if there's like a whole pandemic going on, mm-hmm. whatever like I'm experiencing right experiencing right now is like little like obstacles compared to other people compared to how other people have to like go through so i'm not complaining like it's fine yeah yeah most definitely man mm-hmm. i heard uh you know the luciano yeah he actually passed away with COVID. yeah this morning this morning this morning yeah i read about it mm. and just thinking back i was like man you know if we're back in burma right now it would have been so much worse yeah you know in one way or the other yeah it's kind of so, interesting you know i met you back in mount sag yeah and I was just thinking how, you know, we get we say hi when we walk, mm-hmm. in, walk walk past each other, but I never get to like sit down and spend time with you or hang out with you like ever. Mm-hmm. This is my first time doing it, mm-hmm. so I'm very excited to get to know you more, man. You know what I went through past mm-hmm. past you know past few months, right, at the hospital and all that stuff. What? Oh yeah, I I read about it, but I wasn't sure what exactly happened. Well, pretty much I have this pretty serious condition where you know my brain and spinal cord is like injured, so. Shit. So yeah. sorry, bro. It's okay, man. How, how did that happen? 
I've been having it since Cal Poly, man. So I've been having these multiple attacks where I didn't know that it was multiple sclerosis. It's just where I have a numbness and weakness down my legs and hands. So I just like shrugged it off, right? Because it keeps in, it comes in waves. Mm. So after the fourth wave, when the quarantine started, I had yeah. COVID, right? Because I tested positive, but I think it's a fluke, but who knows? Yeah. But I tested positive. So I started working out high repetition. I'm not a high repetition guy. You know, I don't do endurance training and running and stuff like that. Every time I do all these high intensity exercises, I, these symptoms start to appear. So once COVID started, it got bad. Yeah. Where to the point where I'm starting to lose like my, my bowel control and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it got better. Mm-hmm. But it got worse again back in um, three months ago. Something. Yeah, around, around three months yeah. ago, where I started squatting 80 reps for. I haven't done it in a while, but I did it, and it got worse, worse, worse. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I gotta go check it out. And turns out I have that condition. But pretty much to the point, the damage is so bad that. I was so lucky. Oh. I could have become quadriplegic. Means like everything mm-hmm. could down. I yeah, can't paralyze. Paralyzed. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, you know, that kind of changed my perspective in life where I realized I was an MRI, you know, not mm-hmm. being able to move for two and a half hours. I was thinking about life. I realized, you know, I'm so focused on pursuing success and jobs and stuff like that. You know, kind of like I felt like I was dying. You know, it really put life into perspective, right? Yeah. How you were saying, you know, some people were going through yeah. worse in the sense I was going through almost the end of the life journey, you know, that kind of changed my perspective where I decided, you know what, I'm going to make effort to make meaningful friendship and connections, you know, sit down and talk, you know. Yeah, that's my motto, like, mm-hmm. as I go every day now, like, just make the best out of today. That's all I care. So as long as I get to, like, enjoy a day as it is, I'm happy. Like, that's all I want. Yeah, that's what, yeah. and least, you know, pandemic taught us what's important to us. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned. Like, you know, what's important to me are my friends and I just want to hear, you know, everybody's story. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own stories, you know. Everybody has their own struggles that they're going through where, you know, they're battling themselves. Sometimes you might think that, you know, your, your battles don't matter. But in reality, you know, everybody's battles to each their own, right? It's not, not one person's struggle is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. So, um, yeah, that's the main reason why I started this podcast. Yeah. Not, you know, just to, just to develop... Um, these connections with my friends so yeah man i just want to get to know you more yeah sounds good and talk about our experiences you know as burmese americans in uh united states how long have you been here how long have i been here this is gonna be my eighth year hey dude you're planning to stay here for the rest of your life yeah i just became a citizen dude did you months ago did you apply this this year did i apply this year yeah at the um around like in the beginning of the year like march it was February, something like that. Bro, I I still waiting for... I already got my the thumbprint done. Really? They still haven't gotten me back. I was checking my status and it says, you know, still processing. So I'm still waiting for, for the test to, to take it. Okay. Yeah, I, I was worried. Like, yeah, what's going on? Did you lose my application, you know? Yeah, no. This takes too long. Like, even if to, like, change status from um, green card holder to a citizen, right? Mm-hmm. Um. The, the way the um, the process is being handled because of COVID and everything is like different. So I would say like, it's like, I think it's going to take a bit longer than usual for sure around these times. Yeah. And Trump actually made it harder. <laughs> you heard about that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the test, they, he removed mm. and revised and added more questions. Actually, I experienced it firsthand. Really? I feel like my test was hard, harder than what they say on the book. You know, the little like pamphlet they gave you Yeah. with all the information. Mm-hmm. Nah, my questions are like even more, um, how do I say, like directed, personal, somehow, mm. like, 
They asked me if I were ever were a part of like a Burmese militia group, bro. <laughs> did, did they, you really? Yeah, I'm like, like specifically like, oh, the, Burmese militia. Something, yeah. Really? And then, and then they're like, um, oh, like, you ever like wear like support like communism or, like some sort of like communism questions too? They would say like they are a little bit more difficult in a way. Really? Yeah. So the you're saying they cater towards specific nationalities in a sense? No, no, I don't I mean not necessarily. I, I'm just like. Just thinking like they're trying to like limit or like they're trying to like restrict more of the people they let in and out. Mm. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's interesting. Hopefully it's not too hard. I mean, okay, for, uh, I have a question. So do they ask those questions? When you answer those questions, do you have to be specific? I heard that even the preposition, they're picky about it. Like, yeah, um, off that, the people or, you know. Oh, that I'm not sure. Because, not sure like, yeah. Um, I never heard anything like um like people have to like go to the ice i've heard that like, people say it's pretty easy mm-hmm. so for like for someone we went through high school education here and know about like basic yeah uh, history and all that so that like, the test become actually becomes really easy so which i get but i mean pronunciation wise i don't think they really care about not that. the pronunciation the preposition oh really yeah oh yeah the preposition yeah they care they care they have like um in a little pamphlet they ask uh, like they have like Oh, you have to need. You need to know these preposition and really? all that, and also um, some like words such as like Mount Rushmore, something like the likes. Those are the words that you need to know. What? Yeah, they have it in the in the back. Oh man, that's crazy. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's my. That that's kind of like how I started this year mm-hmm. with that. I was hoping for that. You know, 2020 is gonna be my year, right? Become a U.S. citizen, and and then boom. Dude. Yo, I have so much planned for 2020 because this year I'm going to graduate. This year mm-hmm. I'm going to get my job. So I thought this summer is like my summer, you know. I was thinking about going to Europe, bro. Oh, yeah. better not go right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like I, was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, oh, either to Europe or something. I want to do something like, like that. After like, you know, graduation. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know how it turned out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was thinking like it's going to be a good year too. Yeah. Like, because like at the new year, I was at, uh, at the rave. Yeah, about uh, that. yeah, I'm like, oh shit! Like this year gonna be lit. Did you no, go to yeah, those driving raves yet? No, I didn't go. I don't. I don't go to those. Oh, I don't know. For me, it's like I rather enjoy the full like festival rather than do this. Yeah, I was looking forward to um, going raves too, but I guess not. <laughs> gonna be a while. Let's talk about college experience. Oh, compared. To, wait, did you graduate? Uh, no. High school in Django? No. You never took the tenth grade. I didn't take it. Good. I um studying for it half a year and then didn't didn't have to take it. It didn't matter. Oh, you anyway. still studied it. I still studied it for like mm-hmm. six months. Okay, tell you know what I have forgotten, or I because I didn't even get to study it. I don't know the process of it. To the listeners, can you explain how Burmese education, especially the tenth grade, is like? Uh, it's similar to what China does to their like uh, matriculation exam as well. So it's like everything you learn since like first grade, second, third, fourth, all the way up to 10th. And that they test like pretty much like everything about it. And there's like a, a whole um, examination. And then with the marks that you get from there, that determines your major that you're going to pursue. You have to, you're going to pursue in um, college. Dead ass from like we kindergarten de- to 10th grade. Almost like, yeah, not kindergarten, but like more like first grade to like 10th. Because like you're mm. I, honestly, because like, you're supposed to know every step, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you just like make like a big exam which you have to study a lot for. And then whatever mark, whatever marks you get from there, that determines your major. 
So like their rank like a doctor, then engineers, <laughs> then like business, then something else, like accounting, all that. So that's how they like rank like marks that you get from the exam. So you said the doctor first, right? Makes sense. Engineer mm. to second, second rank. Second, pretty what's much. What's the third, third rank? Maybe like law. Law? Law, something like that. Law, <laughs> like, I, I'm not sure. Like computer. Okay, computer. Yeah. And computer science, like. The fourth one is, remember? Like some, I'm not sure. Like business, maybe. Business. But the thing is, like, people want to shoot for the first two grades, like doctors and engineers. So, like, yeah. so in the culture, that's how they believe, like, oh, if you're a guy, you're supposed to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. But if you're a girl, you, if you're a lady, you're supposed to be a doctor. A doctor. That's when the culture trait comes in, I guess. Yeah. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. What I'm hearing is that even though you can become a doctor, mm-hmm. you can't get up in rank unless you join the military. Is that true? You can get the status only if you join some form of military hospital and you work there. If you don't do that, you don't. If you don't do that, you can make more money working in the private sector as a doctor, but you you, you won't get. The, I guess a status recognition. Is that true or not? Do you know anything about that? Nah, bro. I'm not like too politically like into into Burmese um policy, so I'm like I'm not too sure about that. But like, mm. um, I mean, they kind of have to do it so that like all these like you know healthcare professionals will also go want want to go to the cities and also to the countryside. So that that way maybe I don't know. Like there are a lot of doctors who don't want to like go to the countryside, but yeah. they still need doctors there. You know. Do you remember a lot of things from your childhood being in Burma? How I mean, the most of the experience that I have are like school experiences. Yeah. Not like a lot of like life experiences because I mm-hmm. all I did was well, go to school, study, do a little bit of sports, and like my it was like just confined in a way. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know too much about um other, like other things such as like I'm not I'm I don't know too much about Burmese economics. Mm. I don't know too much about Burmese like history. Like I want. I'm kind of like learning it from like a third person I kind of view right now because I don't yeah. really like remember like these political in- incidents that happened before me too well. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but I got a chance to experience a, what is it? Cyclone. Uh, 2007. Nargis. Yeah. Nargis. Yeah. Where were you back then? Where? Yeah. I was in Yangon. Yangon? Yeah. Let, let's talk about it. So pretty much, guys. So Cyclone Nargis is back in the 28th. Uh, the 3rd of May, that's when it hit. Is it 2008? 2008, 3rd oh, of May. Oh, I did it Remember that one? No, the, bro. I, I remember. That's a song that <laughs> played in freaking national television, and that's how I remember the date vividly. Um, yeah, pretty much it's a huge cyclone that diverted its route. Typically, that cyclone would go to India or Bangladesh, and but that year, it came straight to Bay of Bengal, straight to Burma, and it killed... Well, to this day, official tolls are, what, 200,000 around yeah. there? Yeah, but uh, a lot of political stuff, but, you know, more or less, over 100,000 100, people died uh, in that cyclone, destroyed um, a lot of buildings, roofs, and stuff like that. Um, when that happened, I was waiting for that, Nargis, the night before, right? The mm-hmm. sky was all red, if you remember that or not. I, was I don't remember, bro. I was like, I don't remember what I was doing. Like that night, I didn't even know, dude. I slept like a regular night, and really? then at like two a.m., like I cannot sleep anymore. Like, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is getting way ham. And then when really? I start like hearing all these like roof like flying, and when you hear all them, I'm like, oh wow, like this is 
this is something else you know Dude, like that's yeah. funny like i was waiting the night before mm-hmm. i was looking at the sun i was outside of my house it was literally a calm before the storm right it was like around 10 o'clock and the sky was red i vividly remember and there's a flash of lightning and the red sky instantly turned black it's supernatural yeah i was like I thought it was over. <laughs> I was so excited because mm-hmm. it was red. And then the flesh came and it becomes black like, again. I was like, oh, okay, that's it. <laughs> it's nah, over. That's <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I went back upstairs and then I was sleeping. The next morning, I wake up around like 7 a.m. You know, everybody's waiting for, mm-hmm. you know, the storm. I was waiting for the storm and I was disappointed because, you know, the, the sky turned black. And I woke up. I went downstairs and I asked my parents and, the, you know, all the, the helpers at home, like, yo, did I miss a freaking cyclone? They're like, dude, look outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? I opened the door, vroom, all, all the wind. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Yo, I was excited. Yeah. I was ecstatic. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. You know what? I was excited because I didn't have to go to the tuition after school. Oh, I didn't really? want to go that day. Oh. I was just excited to see all these uh, trees fall in. Like, one of our tiny garage got blown up. I was like, ah, this is nice. But, you know, as a child... This is the only thing you think about, right? You didn't think about all the people, you know, who are dying and struggling, like, um, but the fact that, you know, I was just happy at that moment, and I was asking, hey, can I go outside, you know, play with the freaking, what, 100 miles per hour wind, you Mm -hmm. know, just play with it, my grandparents like, nah, just stay inside, and... It was a it was a tragedy, you know. Yeah, I was up. I was up since like two, and then I was looking out the window because like my house was like in the, in Burma you have like tall buildings, right? My house is literally like, trapped inside those buildings. Oh. So one day is the cyclone going out. I can still get satellite. Can? Yes, the satellite <laughs> was still working. So what happened was I'm gonna turn on like the satellite, right? So you like you know back in the days when Burma bans everything, <laughs> yeah, you have to like literally get satellite to go to the actual. Yeah, yeah. Um. So when I, then my parents have satellite and we were watching satellite. And you, mean that, you mean that little, uh, yeah, little like, flat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I look out the window and then like the wind and of course, you know, and then all these like clothes, all these like tree branches, all that like running around. And when I start seeing, you know, like in, in Burma, right? They use like this roof that's made of zinc, zinc. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So those things are like, bro, those are like, imagine it this way. They are like squished into like a paper you know like paper crumble right and they just like blown out bro oh. and, and then that's why it hits me like oh shit like this is this is no joke yeah yeah imagine you know um aluminum foil mm-hmm. right just think about that and it crumble it right yeah. kind of similar to yeah. that so and it's like going with it's like so you're crazy. witnessing all, all this stuff yeah i saw it from the window and i'm like oh i can't see it look at it anymore oh, and then i was like mm-hmm. i think i fell about asleep around like five or something mm-hmm. and then when i wake back uh wake up back at like 12 or like something like that my, my parents are like oh do you want to go walk around the neighborhood walk around the neighborhood <laughs> so like just to see that just to see what happened and we were looking around and then that's when i know like all the trees are like literally like plucked out um and a lot of like buildings are like were you flooded too no i i we were so lucky oh, okay we were so lucky no nothing happened i think Nothing barely happened. Like I would say, like nothing happened to my house. Okay, yeah. So lucky. Yeah, ours too. It's ours a little elevated, you know. So n- n- nothing happened yeah. aside from the electricity loss. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that thing was. Wait, yeah, how yeah, long yeah. were we out? Two months? A month? Or two weeks? I think it's like two weeks, right? Something like that. It's crazy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was out. It was out. Yeah, no, no, uh, cold water. That's the worst thing for me. Spoiled. That's stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, for me, it was waiting too much for food. You have to like use like um, 
My parents used to use those like traditional where you have to like put like a coal and then make the fire and then start cooking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you mean you know, the, you know, the qual one, right? No, no, that's electric. Oh, that's an electric one. I'm talking about like where you put like three branches in and stuff. Oh, the like coil, the, uh, yeah. the, the, the coals and stuff. The coals, yeah, 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 we yeah. had those too. Because I, like, I think we were, we had like, I think what we were eating is like more like um smoke stuff at that time. So mm. that we just like start like yeah. making like food with it. So I don't even know. I don't even remember what I was eating that time. Yeah, I can't. I remember because that one um incident or like image that, that was like one of the things that I would never get out of my mind. This one like um. One of the helpers in my house used, uh, you know, those like a, like a, like a pot, right? Yeah. But like a thick pot, you put coal on top, like hot coal on top, and then you rub it on your clothes to make you use that iron. Oh, well, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but like, a, like you know, see like a, like a bowl, right? That what you cook with, like yeah, you can yeah. that handle. Yeah, yeah. Like both sides. You put coal, like actual hot coal. So mm-hmm. the bottom layer is like hot now, and you can like rub it on your clothes to make it like an iron. Yeah, Use it like an iron. So that's when when I saw it, like when I was young, mm-hmm. I was like, oh wow, like this, this is definitely different from what I see on the you know usual I, day. I know what you're talking about, but I, I think that's there's a what's it called the iron. Yeah, it's the iron, right? Yeah. The, the, you iron the clothes yeah. and stuff. You use the coal put inside the iron. That's a back in the day. That's how they used to do it. Yeah. And they yeah, the it. black ones. The, yeah, yeah, the black yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I wow, it's know. been a while, man. It's been a while. Now now you brought it up. I'll never have thought of it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, like, I don't know if you know it or not. When I came here, I had amnesia. Like, mm. I really f- forgot, you know, my past. I kind of had like a big culture shock. And, right. you know, it's just some stuff to happen, you know, I just forgot everything about my past for a while, like four or five years until I went back in 2016 to Burma mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of recollect and reconciliate, you know, with, you know, the girl that I used to have a crush on from Section B. Bro, like, yeah. it's been a while, but so that's why I don't remember per se, but remind me. Okay, remind you. Okay, yeah, guys. Remind me. <laughs> I, I'm sure she is not listening to this, so... Let me tell you about oh, this. Oh, well, I'll make her. I'll, I'll make her. <laughs> it was her birthday like two days ago. <laughs> Yo. I, 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 for some reason, I can never forget her birthday. It's like December 15th. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, long story short, you know, she, uh, I had a crush on this girl um, back in Burma. She's from Section B. I live in, I'm from Section C and Henry's from Section D. And uh, I'm, I'm a class monitor and she's also a class monitor. And uh, long story short, I was crushing on this girl you know, I was taking all the tuitions classes with her. Uh, tuition is pretty much in Burma. After school, you have to go, you have to pay your teacher <laughs> on top of school. Otherwise, you don't get an A in the class uh, or you don't get the favor, you know? So pretty much you go to tuition. And then after tuition, you had to have a private tutoring. And after that, you eat dinner and you have another private tutoring if you can afford it. And uh, that's how, you know, our childhoods, childhoods are like. Um, but we don't learn anything, though. No. <laughs> it's a trash education. But anyway, uh, long story short, I was going to her house to go tuitions and stuff like that. You know, as a as a child, you don't know anything. You just, you know, you like the girl and you don't think too much, right? You, you got a picture of her, you and her together. So you ended up putting on a Google Talk. Remember Google Talk? Google Talk? Yeah, remember G-Talk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So long ago. So long ago, man. G-Talk was the... Thing right, you go on a G talk oh and then God, you put a little status it. in, you put a picture in. Vizio chat, shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Uvu. 
Oh, I remember that one. Oh, you know? Ubu? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I ex- not accidentally. I intentionally put myself and her. Pretty, you know, we took we took a picture together at the uh, matriculation ceremony, or what do you call that? Uh, graduation, not graduation. Towards the end of the year, you get an oh, award, yeah, award yeah, ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, we took a picture together at the award ceremony. I was so happy, you know. But who cares? So I posted it. Her brother saw it, and then her brother told her mom that yo Tim put a picture of him and the girl on his G talk. Her mother exploded, and then her mom called my mom and said, you know, like don't ever come to our, to our house again. That was actually a month before I, I came to America too. Uh, so that was, that yeah. was like oh crushing like you know pride and everything. Bam, and I came here and then you know I was like I started anew. But anyway, going back to what I was saying about but. Back in 2016, I went back, reconciliated with her, even her mom too. I told her I apologize, you know, and they, they forget. So, hey, you know, you're a kid, you don't know anything, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, we're cool with that. Who is that girl? Andra. 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 You don't know her? No. Bro, like, just, I'm so bad with like names and people, bro. Really? So bad. Yeah, I remember too well. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I switched. I used to remember everybody's name back then. Now I don't remember anybody's here. Oh. It's just, it's just my personality is kind of flip-flop not flip-flop it literally switched 180 degrees i'm like whole new person now different person mm-hmm. i mean obviously i mean tight goes by you kind of get disconnected in some ways you know yeah that's yeah. true which which is the next topic i want to brought about right mm. so i came i went back to burma just to really decide right whether i'm gonna continue living in america or you know whether i'm gonna go back to burma eventually Right. I was having identity crisis. You know, am mm-hmm. I a Burmese or am I a Burmese American? You know, which identity should I assume? Uh, and I went back. Long story short, I wrote a 77 page book <laughs> and a little time capsule when I was back there for like two months. And that's when I decided, you know what? <clears throat> I grew up here in the United States, you know, high school, freshman year, all the way through. So in a sense, I went to school here. I grew up my entire almost, you know, the most important part of my childhood here. So when I went back there, I can't relate anymore. American is not being an American. It's a way of thinking, right? Being, being an American is the way of thinking. And I, j- I just have a very, there's a disconnect there with my old friends. Even though, you know, we can still hang out and everything. But every time we have a conversation, there's a huge disconnect. Mm-hmm. What matters to me, you know, not what, they, they, what matters to them. So I can't make a meaningful connection with them, <clears throat> with them anymore. They're still my friends, but it's just hard. So that's when I decided, hey, you know what, Burmese, I'm, I'm just going to assume I'm a Burmese American, you know, I'll just assume the identity. I have no problem with, you know, being called Burmese. It's just that I just can't see myself thriving in the, in Django anymore, you know. How about yourself? You know, you became an American citizen. You know, how has being in America for eight years impacted your identity? Man, I have been having, um, like, identity crisis, like, one of those things that is hard to talk about. At the same time, you experience it. Yeah. So, um, my parents are, when they had me, they were in Singapore. Mm. So, my parents came back from Singapore to Burma and had me in Burma. So, I grew up there for 15 years. So, it's like a big chunk of your childhood, you know. So, like, the friends that I made since preschool through 10th grade are still friends of now. And mm. I still, like, talk to them, like, every week. So, so like to a sense that you know like this friendship uh, and like the, the connection like you have with these certain people because you're literally like I, I even see them as like other like siblings you know like they're mm. just like so connected to me in like so many ways um so yeah Burma still has like a big place in my heart but just like you said like there's also a lot of disconnect that 
uh, I think in process and thinking process over like people over there are like different. So mm-hmm. it's hard to connect and thrive because you won't be, I feel like you'll be given an opportunity just because you're a few of, like, you're like, you're one of the few yeah. with a different innovative idea when it's just a pretty, um, I lay back, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in some ways. So, I mean, there's a disconnect there. And also the language itself is like, I feel like I only know like 80% of Burmese now. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sad sometimes when like, I was like asking my parents, like how to, how do I spell some certain words in Burmese? I don't know. Um, I don't know when I don't know that I'm like, oh, wow. Like I'm kind of like, I'm getting disconnected, but <clears throat> I mean, the best thing you can do is just say, uh, you know, brush up on things. That's why I'm trying to speak to my parents in Burmese every day. Yeah. Even though like with my friends or like with my, um, like at work even like, you know, you speak English. So yeah, majority of time have been like flip, you know, like when you're young, the Burmese language, is the only language you spoke and now you don't barely speak it. And so if you think about it, it's kind of, like, yeah, yeah, it's your it's your inner voice, uh, English now in Burmese. So what happened was when I was young, my inner voice is in, inner voice is in Burmese and the actual language I speak was in Burmese, yeah. right? But I dream in English. What the heck? Yeah. Now it's like swapped. Now I, my inner voice is in English right now. Yeah. But when I have to, when I want to speak Burmese, I translate it again, kind of. Oh, you translate it again? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, for me, I can still switch it. I don't need to translate it. But I, I sometimes... I don't have words when yeah. I'm trying no, to express exactly. it. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the, I think that's the <laughs> translating part. That's when it comes in. Like you're translating what you know in English back to Burmese, which you don't know, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty interesting um, how when you learn the language and in this new environment for a long time, your, your inner voice just switch. And it's, or you can just switch it back and forth, back and forth. And it's like second nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. You can actually switch it back. Yeah, right now we're just talking uh, n- n- normally, not because, you know, we hate Burmese. It's just because it's more comfortable speaking this way. Personally, for me, I don't know how yeah, you feel, yeah. but... <laughs> yeah, for me, I haven't spoken Burmese in so long. I've, I've been living out here for like over a year and a half now. And, you know, I only go back to my parents like every three months or stuff like that. Oh. So we don't really talk in Burmese. And that's yeah, why... Yeah, I, I was in the... I was... When I was living in college as well, like yeah. all I do is I talk to them for like for five minutes a day. Yeah. And the rest is well, just... At least you talk it per day. I only call them oh, like... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so what, what's, what did you graduate with? You mean the, um, the major? Yeah. Oh, Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering? BS in Electrical Engineering, dude. That's crazy. UCLA, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Whenever I see your stories, I was like, this guy, man, it's respect though. But I was like, I can never do that. All that freaking equation and physics and you're trying to solve oh, yeah. electrical currents. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, props to you, man. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember most of them? I mean, yeah, they're just still in my head, but I just have to like refresh them if I need them again, you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. So well, after college, when I was looking for a job, you know, like, you kind of have to brush up on these interview questions so i was like reviewing them yeah i'll say i remember a good i remember a good amount of it but do enough to like you know do well on the what's it called do well on the interview mm-hmm. but not as well as you can do on your exams you know yeah. of course like you learn more when you're like, actually learning it yeah but hey at least you got a job so congratulations for oh that. yeah thanks yeah. yeah it's cool you're making a big 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 money now <laughs> nah man it's just a it's the beginning <laughs> yeah you know? definitely it's the beginning and yeah. during the pandemic so i can't really negotiate much yeah. i feel bad too so yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Going back to what we were talking about, um, Burmese language and stuff like that, you know, how 
uh, we're, we're having a little hard time recalling it. One of the things I really want to do is because I I'm learning all these mm-hmm. materials about fitness and, you know, mm. stuff and it's getting popular in Burma now. Right. Yeah, all the fitness is. to trend. What I want to do is I want to translate, uh, you know, all these fitness yeah. videos, right, on yeah. Instagram. I want to do that in Burmese. Mm. And uh, in order to do that, I, I tried it last during pandemic, a little bit of uh, yeah. stuff. And it's working. For the most part, it's working. But it's kind of awkward every time I look it back. I was like, hey, no one is doing like this. You know, it's yeah. just me that's doing it. I, I, I want to put it out there right. one day, soon, sooner uh-huh. than later. Right. So at least I could be known as a pioneer, you know, uh-huh. so and I just see a lot of opportunity to do business in Burma, too. Right. Excuse me. In the sense of entertainment or influencer kind of thing. You know, Terry, you know, Terry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He came here, went to school for a bit and then you know, he went back and he's doing really well himself. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I want to be an influencer or anything, you know, because I'm having a what? I mean, I'm going to be a physical therapist, you know, in a year and a half. So I want to. At least share what I'm learning with common folks in Burma and hopefully, you know, make some <laughs> side hustle or, you know, business out of it one day, mm-hmm. you know, make videos or be an industry consultant or stuff like that. But that, that's one of my goals. Yeah, man. Like, um, definitely want to go back whenever I have a chance. Yeah. Um, my parents still, like, my parents, like, always want to, like, go back there. They usually go back like, every six months or so. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they, they try to go back as frequently as they can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's it's different now, right? Like it's, it's, it's sometimes some of the things like it's so hard to like connect. First thing, like crossing a road, man. Like mm-hmm. that's the one thing I'm so afraid of in Burma. Yeah. Let's talk about your high school experience when you came here. How was it like? Ooh, the first day was scary, man. Mm-hmm. I I'll say I will re- always remember the first day of my high school here. Um, you know, everything's different. Literally, everything is different. You came in from. A, a classmate who knows everybody in the class to knowing nobody in the class you came in knowing the language like 100% well to worrying about you know oh will it will be able to understand me mm-hmm. or like, will it be I able to understand them so it's definitely a big shift and you know like over time you adapt so that's how we thrive I guess so it's just like after after a while you just kind of like getting a hang of it of course like, it takes time like it depends mm-hmm. on the person um so yeah I mean, for you, I believe you adapted quicker than I did, and you know I can. You just, think so? Yeah, I think because, yeah, I believe so. I, I I'm here like two years more than you, but yeah. at the same time, I struggled more than you did, <laughs> to be honest. You know, yeah. even the way you communicate, your your demeanors, you know, oh. all that stuff, it's more Americanized <laughs> than oh I am for God. the most part. Oh. How were you like in high school? Because I get bullied a lot. I talked about it before, but in high school, yeah, in uh, high school. Oh, uh, not really. Um, in never had a like bad experiences of such things like that. I'm so fortunate. Um, I would say it in high school, like in in here, mm-hmm. um, in the states as well. Um, I would say like definitely there are like certain people that are like kind of like are not like that approachable compared to other people. But at the time, I was also playing sports, mm-hmm. so like through sports, I get to connect with certain people. So I kind of had like meaningful friendship. Um. When I was still in high school, so what's kind of cool is where like it doesn't necessarily have to be like a like a completely different you know ethnicity and all that. Mm-hmm. As long as you, you have something in common that you both enjoy, I mean you can still connect in that way. So, that, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. See, you, you you're good at that. Oh yeah. <laughs> For me, it's that's that's why you know my podcast name is a colorblind chameleon. So mm-hmm. the whole point about 
I guess it it encapsulates my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess growing up, you know, especially in high school, ch- chameleons they blend into the environment, right? Yeah. And they camouflage. Mm-hmm. So the fact that if if a chameleon is color black, he's seeing the world in a different color. So even though he in his w- world he thinks he's blending in to this you know environment, in reality he's standing out. Mm-hmm. Which is the one that I did. I try hanging out with different group of people, trying to fit and try to mold myself into their mold mm-hmm. rather than being by myself and finding a common ground to connect. That's why, you know, it took me forever <laughs> to, yeah. it, it took me longer <clears throat> to make these connections. And even then, it, I, I would say I didn't start making meaningful connections um, until I'm um, like second year in college. Mm. You know, it took me longer. Um, but when I saw you, I can t- tell immediately back in Mount Second, like, yeah. oh, he's he's stable, you know, with his friendship, <laughs> you know, he's chill, you know. Um, yeah, um, friendships is one of those things that I really cherish. Yeah. I'm so fortunate to have, like, um, like friends like that I could, like, rely on whenever, you know, I do need them. So, yeah, it's, for me, it's, like, um, it's more of, like, understanding and acceptance that mm-hmm. I usually go for. So, you know, like, I can be, literally be chill with anybody yeah. and, you know, still form, like, try to, like, form, like, a good, um, connection in a sense. So, I mean, there are many great people out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, just like, just get out, you know. Sometimes like, you meet with like, you know, some like bad people, but um, for the most part, people are pretty nice. Yeah. So just, you know, kind of like get out, get out from your own mm-hmm. your bubble and just try to like talk to them, trying to like, you know, have fun with them. And yeah, m- most of the time I'll say it's everybody is worth knowing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's that's something great about you. You know, yeah. you have that willingness to put yourself out there uh-huh. and you also have that you know very personable personality mm-hmm. where you're you're able to sense other people i'm guessing yeah. and you know you can adjust yourself mm-hmm. and if you do, i know that if you don't like that person you're not going to stay stay around that person you know you like yeah like um, but there will be times where you kind of have to be friends with the person that you might not person you may not personally mm-hmm. like you don't have to like you don't have to like blend in with the friends yeah. that you hang out of course but like you know just be you at all time that's how i go for i myself you know mm. so yeah i mean it's more of like you know subconsciously what kind of people you should you make you should be making friends with and what kind of people you shouldn't be making friends with so yeah yeah and i read this post on instagram stating show me your friends and i'll tell you your future you mm. know you're you pretty much becomes the average or the product of five people uh, sorry, average of five people that you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I stalked your profile before you came here just, just to get some ideas of what you talk about. And I see you with, you know, very nice, close friend. And do you met them? Are they your high school friends or did you meet them in college? Uh, you mean like the most of the friends here or? Uh, the one that, you know, you reposted you on Inst- your Instagram. Oh, oh yeah. Those are, um, those are my college roommates. So oh, roommates. yeah, we met them. Uh, we met each other. So we met me and Will, another mm. Burmese. We were. Oh, yeah, Will. Uh, yeah, Will. And so Will. yeah, so me and him are in the same dorm. We're sharing this um, triple triple in UCLA, and somehow Will and my other roommate made friends with them, and that's how I got introduced to them. And they have been, you know, like floor mates since the year one. Year oh, two, cool. we actually share an apartment together. Nice. So that was like pretty fun. You know, we did all these like fun things. So like all these. Because they are also like very outgoing and sociable. I'm also outgoing and sociable. So that makes like knowing and, you know, like creating like memories. Like just some of the memories that you create are like, you know, like you always remember them. Yeah. So yeah, we have like so much like connection shared. 
during those times so like we're just we're trying to like hang out and see each other whenever we can yeah so yeah it was it's fun yeah that's very cool mm-hmm. uh, i i have my friends that i still hang out from high school to this day do you still have those friends high school friends oh uh, yeah i mean will is one of those high school friends elvin okay. the other burmese guy that i know from rolling he always hang out whenever we can wait so you had burmese friends back in high school yeah okay i had like two burmese friends like when i was high school and uh, also my brother was a burmese and so will's brother is also burmese at that school so we kind of had like a little group and then i was also i also had like other asian friends that were in like same classes as me yeah such as like um i have like singaporean friends mm-hmm. and i have like some vietnamese friends so like yeah we're just like a like a friend group where we just like, hang out you know that makes sense yeah. which, which sport did you play in high school again i was um so in high school i played a little bit of soccer soccer yeah Cool. And you went to Rolling Heights, right? Yeah. That's a good school. Actually, football in correct terms, but I'll say soccer. Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, dude, that's, that's awesome. Uh-huh. Um, how, what's your favorite part about college? So mm. you went to Montesec for two years, and you transferred to UCLA for two years, right? Three years. Three years, okay. okay. Yeah, three years. So, um, yeah. What's the fun? Every day, man, just college experience itself is fun. Like, you can't. They are definitely the best time of your life. I I would say that like UCLA was so fun for me. That's why like leaving it was like so difficult. I would say. Yeah, especially yeah, like, you don't get to say goodbye yeah. to your friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this what's my favorite? I would say connections, man. People, mm-hmm. people in like UCLA that are really um like very like friendly and very like like um yeah they're like so wholesome in a way. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like they're like you're really genuine. So, yeah, that's pretty cool for me because like at that way like I get to like chill with all these like nice great people out there. So I would say like friendships and all these connections that I have in UCLA are like one of the, one of the best like one of the one of the best I ever had. Um, and you know like the the college experience itself. You know it's you kind of like now that like, I'm off college now I'm like reminiscing all these like good mm-hmm. memories such as like studying with your friend together or something. Yeah. Like you know like. Those are like memories that that are really like memorable, and yeah, like I don't think like I'll ever like I won't ever like forget those. If, yeah. Would you if you had a chance? Would you ever go back to school? Yeah, man. Really? I would. I would definitely. Would go you go back to the hell going through that? I'll do it. Damn. That's okay. the easy part, bro. School that's is. A, that's the easy part. Really? Yeah. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, like for me, it's like yes, school is like an experience I go through. That's how I see um mm. see it. So yeah, I would love to go back to school, bro. Right. Nice. Yeah. Life is short. That's how I see it. Life is short. Just enjoy every day. Yeah. So I did. I should. I, yeah. Do you remember what you got on that grade? So that class, I actually got an A. Oh, damn. Yeah. Are you a secret genius, bro? <laughs> nah. <laughs> What's your GPA? When I graduated UCLA, yeah. 3.5. Damn, bro. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I'm, not... I'm barely surviving right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right here, do 85% is a uh, 85, right? Which is a B. If you get one B minus, it's academic probation. So, ridiculous that's one of those things I like about engineering it's like you know it's pretty cut and simple like I mean, ABC simple just... for you but you know a lot of people must be struggling no no it. I'm just saying like the grading wise you know oh, okay. like, yeah because you don't really have to worry about yeah. much schooling after so yeah. if you I mean, can survive you survive kind of thing I mean props to you I was scared of UC system I still didn't think I would have I would have done well if I went to UC that's how I see it yeah I, I didn't feel like I'm capable enough to go to UC now I'm a doctor program. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, at some point, it tested my, to my limits about um, yeah. education in a sense. But the, yeah, I would definitely take those exams again, man. Like, really. Mm-hmm. Because I, 
right now, like after graduation and all that, I there's a lot of things that I really want to like know more about now because I'm actually like seeing it in real life. So if I have a chance, I'll I'll definitely go through school again. Like I'm thinking about going back to school if I have a chance for uh, masters. Masters, or yeah. Masters, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Can you do it on a weekend? Masters? No, I think I'm gonna like um put a star on my career and then like okay. focus on education again or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but we'll see how things go. Yeah. But you can never take away that title, you know, once you have that. Yeah, that's and you, one thing. Especially if you have the masters from USA, you know, if you ever wanted to go back to not go back, but if you want to work with Burmese country, uh, I guess countries, uh, country co- companies. Yeah. You know, you can always mm-hmm. hey say, oh, listen, I'm from UCLA. I'm like, oh my God, I want you, I want you, please. <laughs> <laughs> that that the title of graduated mm-hmm. from USA is a huge thing in Asia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you miss the most about Burma, Django? France. Friends, food? friends and food. Food. Friends, food, and what else? What's your favorite food here? I mean, there. There, my favorite food. I like salad, bro. Like, do you know the weed thing? Makes, yeah, no. Like, I thought. Oh, never had it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think those are my favorite. Yeah. I was telling my friend he should open a geo restaurant here. Mm-hmm. They don't have it here. Really? Yeah, no geo. Oh, I mean, they do Nadi, right? But it's bad. Yeah. Really? It's yeah, bad. I don't know. Uh, I went there, so it's roast meat, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. nah. Just sometimes the convenience of because I live by the night market, mm-hmm. so I always go to the night market and go hang out with my friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I miss that. Bro. I miss that. Yeah, that that's like one of the things I miss. But mm-hmm. other than that, not really. When I went back last year, I think it was crowded. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. getting crowded, more crowded now. So it wasn't as enjoyable as before. Like, but when I was young, it was fun. Yeah. And playing on the streets, mm-hmm. playing on the streets, I was. Yeah, I, I um pretty athletic when I was young, so yeah. I try to like play. In Burma, it's hard to like play, you know, outside of school. So yeah, still like playing on the streets. What What would you say makes us Burmese American different than Chinese American here or other Asian Americans? The main difference. I mean, just the experiences itself, I guess, from your know, when you're young, because I mean, everybody have every country has their own, you know, like different experiences as you go through, but. I don't know, like, we all, like, de- you know, develop ourselves into, uh, you know, like, American students at one, like, eventually, but every experience is different, so I would say experience make who you are, so different experience make different, a little bit of a different person than from someone who from different culture than you, so, I mean, if they are, we have our own struggle, they have their own struggles, kind of hard to, like, it's kind of hard to, like, compare, in a mm-hmm. way, uh, but I will say, like, they have, and Burmese people and Chinese people, because I also know like a lot of like Burmese Chinese people. Yeah. True. So they have like they have a strong will mm. and they have a strong like they are very hardworking. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, th- those are like the good qualities that you want from a person, you know? Yeah. Here I sometimes feel like it's easier for I guess Chinese people to just uh, Chinese Americans to I mean, obviously it's a culture thing, uh-huh. right? The parents thing to able to intermingle mm-hmm. or date each other. It's um, more like think of think of the population that you have here as well. You have yeah. more Chinese immigrants than Burmese immigrants, so you know it's gonna be it's gonna be cases like that. So yeah. it's kind of like um, I don't know, like just mm-hmm. like we'll have like a you know harder chance of finding another Burmese person than exactly. for Chinese person find another Chinese person. So, That's yeah. what I worry about, man. Trying to find a you know partner, mm-hmm. and I realize you know what, this is not gonna happen. And trying to you know get get a Burmese girl, and eventually it has to be. I know, like, I really like Asian Asian girls, um, like, American-born Asian girls, and mm-hmm. 
eventually it will have to be, you know, it is what it is. Your, your girlfriend's a Burmese, right? No. Wait, right now? Yeah. No, the one I'm dating right now is Taiwanese. Oh. But she grew up in Switzerland. Oh. So she's like somewhat European. You met somewhat her at UCLA? East. I met her um, at the Dragon Boat Festival. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the UCI Dragon Boat team. I'm in the UCLA, UCLA Dragon Boat team, so. Teach me the way, sensei. Nah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't have any ways, man. What do you mean? No, I think your way is just being yourself. I think that's your greatest strength. Yeah. And, you know, I really admire that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Took me a while to really be comfortable in my own skin, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm that type of person who puts a lot of value in my accomplishment. Yeah. And I felt that if I'm not somebody, if I don't become something, mm-hmm. then I'm not worthy of, I guess, love or I'm not worthy of respect from people and you know it's a wrong way of thinking yeah it's also that's what i want to go into next is that growing up right i'm of course everybody thinks differently this is how i think growing up Mm -hmm. right status is everything in burma Mm -hmm. and and you really can't date up into i guess a social ladder do you do you agree with that statement it's kind of um hard to say because like over there as well right in in Burma, in not Bur- here. Yeah, yeah, like over there. It's like in Burma, it's like people tend to socialize and mingle with people in their same social class. Mm-hmm. So, so if you're from the same school, even if you're from the same school, if you guys are in the same social class, then you have a better chance of meeting or you know all these like building connections. So you know relationships and all that come from building connections as well. So that way, it's hard for different social class to like mingle. True. It's not like hard per se it's just that you won't have that much of a chance or like that much like um opportunities and stuff mm-hmm. to like so that's why like over there is that their mindset is gonna work harder to get to a higher social level but in the in the meantime from an outside perspective that thinking is wrong you know mm-hmm. we're supposed to accept we're supposed to acknowledge people for who they are like doesn't matter what kind of background you're from doesn't matter you know like anything that's associated with you as long as that's how I see it. As long as this person I know and me, there's nothing like, there's not going to be like any bad consequences and it doesn't give me a reason not to be like nice or acceptable, you know, yeah. to accept that person, you know? So yeah. it's all about, I, I'll say like, if people try to understand and at the same time, like acknowledge each other first, greater connections can build. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think it was or is still a big issue in Burma where, you know, people might feel scared to ask your girl out let's say if you're more well off than you are because of that social stigma or because of that preconception that mm-hmm. you know the parents wouldn't approve it you know if you started dating yeah i mean would that, that discourage that, them that, yeah i mean that definitely is an obstacle mm-hmm. right imagine your parents kind of like telling you who to ask out who not to ask out yeah that's definitely something you know that would bother me for sure mm-hmm. but at the same time like from our thinking is that you always want to be better, you know? Yeah. You always want to get better. So they want their children to be with someone they think is better, but mm. that is not necessarily correct. Yeah. So that's how I see it, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree. I agree with you. Uh-huh. you know, parents always look out for the best for the children, mm-hmm. but sometimes it may come off like overbearing or overprotective yeah. and very restrictive and yeah. you know, uh, limiting. Mm-hmm. And a lot, I see a lot of my cousins and even friends, you know, who are well off, but their parents, you know, confine, confine basically. them and yeah. they become rebellious and, you know, they start doing whatever, you know. I think that makes it even worse. Yeah. Though, 
like um you know it's all about like playing an instrument you, know, you want to make sure that the string is tight enough not like too loose you mm-hmm. will make it sound if it's too tight it can snap you know it has to be in balance you know yeah that's how that's what um older generation and younger generation have to understand each other on i'll say like understanding between generations also help as well yeah you know if it's from the same culture it's even better yeah but do you still do you think though in your opinion people who are in burma right now they have that because you know they grew up with that mindset that's how their parents raised them Mm -hmm. they are unwilling because you know now we we can think of like that right Mm -hmm. it's acceptable but do you think people in burma do you think you know they have learned pride mm-hmm. right feeling that you know, i'm better than you type of mentality right don't talk to me unless you drive a rolls Royce, or you know mm-hmm. you at least in the same yeah social class. i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be in like of course like in asian culture yeah it's where like when the opportunities are limited you kind of have to you know jump up so when you jump up you have to step on people yeah i think it's because the opportunities are limited so it you know, it just it doesn't necessarily mean to like just Burma. Like, it can be other countries too. Like, it happens everywhere, mm. actually. So um, yeah, I guess that kind of thinking. I would say I always like, explain to my parents like comparison. Mm-hmm. Comparison is a lazy job. Yeah. Because I can compare anything. Like you can compare literally anything. That's like mm-hmm. easy for me to do. Yeah. What is hard to do is try to accept to try to understand why things are it is or like the way they are. It's hard to it's hard to do it. It's just easy to compare, so they just compare. Yeah. And I told them, this is not the way that it should be. You cannot compare two people. Like, you can't. You really can't. Mm-hmm. First of all, the parents are different. Like, you really can't compare. But their day-to-day activities are different too. Like, you really cannot compare one person with another person or one, you know, you cannot compare like that. But at the same time, you can talk to your child or talk to them and try to understand them and support them if you need your, their, if they need your help or, you know, like just... To just to support and love them unconditionally, I guess that's what parents do. So it's easy to compare, but it's hard to understand. That's how I see it. Yeah, and it's especially more difficult in Burma, right? Yeah. To, you know, you you in, at least in America you have the minimum wage, and you know at least you can live a True. okay and decent life. Even mm-hmm. if they marry somebody, you know, not like whatever. Yeah. Let's not name whatever the, the occupation is, but in Burma, if a parent says. We understand, but at the same time, the guy only makes like what, ten dollars a month, and you know the parents like this is not gonna happen. Yeah, you know that that's yeah that's where their concerns coming from. That's why that's why that's why like you have to understand what every where you know everything's coming from culture difference all that. Yeah. So you know like a, sometimes that parents kind of like talk about those things mm-hmm. that might be like a little bit different from how I view, how I would view it. But at the same time, I think back like oh yeah this is how this is where they're coming from. Yeah. And I'm thinking from this side. So that's when we try to like explain, mm. you know, like, oh, this is what I think. This is what you think. So in my, in my home, like, I'm very fortunate to have parents whom I can discuss with. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's very so, rare to have those yeah, types of patients. Yeah, they are not like, they are not like strict. Because they're born like, in Singapore. Or they, they worked a lot in yeah, Singapore. Yeah, they were in Singapore. Yeah. So they try to, I mean, that's why like, I, I think it's like a good way of parenting mm. in a way. You're not always on the driving seat. Yeah, you know there are times where you have to like come to compromise. Like, you can it doesn't have to be like you know like over the top or that. But like I have like like very like great parents like who are like like willing to like discuss with me like mm-hmm. things. So so me and my mom we always discuss about everything. So all the conversation that we have are like jokes and discussion. That's, That's how awesome. we do. Yeah. So 
what I do is like there's like something that kind of like you know there's like a culture difference so mm-hmm. there's some of the things you kind of have to talk about so that way you get to hear what they think about them as well so you kind of see where they're coming from and what you're thinking if it's the same then I'm like yeah this is something we can compromise but if it's like something different then you kind of have to discuss about it yeah, yeah that's how I see it that's, that's awesome that you know your parents yeah. are are willing to listen and uh-huh. you know, the reason with it. That's a hard thing about yeah. Asians, you know. Yeah, exactly. Mentality. That's a hard part. That's a hard yeah. part. But my mom is willing to do that. Yeah, that, that just shows wants... a lot of maturity. Yeah, you know, the willingness to admit that I'm not always right. Yeah, and also having the respect of mm-hmm. your your child, mm-hmm. you know, on their opinion, knowing that he's a human being capable of thinking and deciding yeah. concern, you know, concern bad, bad, or good from wrong, uh-huh. and it's very because like admiring. people are like. People are like can be rebellious at times. Yeah. Because you, because you want to do something. Let's say, Tim, you cannot have some food. Like let's say you cannot have ramen anymore, right? If I say that now, you actually want ramen. Yeah. Like, it's like your your mind is like you kind of want to do against. So what do we? So that's why if you discuss about it, you kind of see two sides of every consequence, good consequence, bad consequences of things, so you can think about it. Yeah, yeah it's like saying it. you can't go out like COVID, yeah, yeah. right? And now we're like, we want to go out. Like, yeah, we have to go yeah. out. So that's why, like, um, you know, of course, I want to go out, but I can't because it's COVID. Yeah. So you kind of see, like, oh, where you're, right? So you just decide, okay, what is better to do? So. Yeah. But well, that's awesome. You know, that's why I really enjoy, uh, I mean, that's why I called America my home now because of that freedom, mm. right? That freedom that. I can't decide what my future is. Mm-hmm. And almost, you know, you can say American dream, right? Yeah. However, how hard you work, eventually it's going to pay off, which is true, you know, in versus in America, in, in Myanmar, you really, even though the hard work doesn't correlate, you mm-hmm. know, your reward, right? Um, that's why I said American thinking and being in America gives me the freedom and also allow me to be who I am mm-hmm. without uh, having to worry about those, you know, social... Um, statuses and you know different whatever you know you know, my Burmese culture is all about gossip right yeah and here like I don't need to worry about those I'm just me and you know if you I don't care what you think and it's not gonna affect my career it's mm-hmm. not gonna destroy my reputation as long as I'm okay and comfortable with my own skin and enjoy mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. yeah that's the most important part just do whatever you make, makes you happy like yeah. happiness is so like you know it's, it's a blessing. It is a blessing. Happiness yeah. is also choice. It is. I would say. Yeah. You know, you can choose to be stressed every day and, you know, for, you can live in misery for the rest of your life. But I'm not saying about, you know, the depression and stuff like that, but I'm talking about happiness as per daily, your choice. You choose what makes you happy, you know. Mm-hmm. And if, especially if you can block out what other people might be thinking about you mm-hmm. and knowing that nobody cares. Yeah. That's the most thing. Like if you un- Once you understand that nobody cares about you, yeah. once you stop caring about likes and, you know, yeah. views and stuff, then life becomes yeah, liberated. That's so what I'm saying. Like, who are they to judge you? Exactly. Like, mm-hmm. who do they know about you that they can judge you? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, if it doesn't, like, affect me, like, negatively in a way, like, whatever they judge, I don't mind because as long as I'm Deciding on something that I want to do, and if it's gonna make me happy, I'll do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, like life is too short to live under someone's judgment. Dude, that's so inspiring. So what? So what is your, you know, plan? I guess ten year plan. Ten year plan? Yeah. Well, I mean, fresh out of college, just mm-hmm. got a job. So, you know, like with my, um, I want to like go advance my career right now. Yeah. So if I, um, you know, it depends on. It all depends on how things go. Like. 
I usually live by like I don't usually like look ahead too much. Mm. Especially that's one thing COVID has taught me. Yeah. Like if you wish for something too much, then it can take. I I feel like things become harder in that sense. Just try to. That's how I live with it. I have a plan, of course, that what I want to be. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be like someone. I want to like you know, get my own house. Yeah. I want to get my own car. Like, own own like the car that I I really want to like work towards too. Mm-hmm. You know, like all the all that. So if I have if I think I've made it, I I know there's a long way to go, but like, I'm like happy to do it like by by day. Mm-hmm. What is your definition of success? Ooh, definition of success is for me is like. Leaving a legacy is important to me, in my opinion, mm. because you know I was given this life. If I die without really contributing to the people around me, then I feel like I didn't live a meaningful life. Mm. That's how I see it. Life is all about purpose. You know, you you have a you're you're here. You're fortunate enough to be here and given all these opportunities to contribute to other people or like contribute to whatever ways you can. So I want to be a contributor. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to before I die, I want to. Generate and I want to supply electricity to everybody in the world. Okay, that that's a little bit too ambitious. Yeah, I I really want to do that. Like, really? It, yeah, either that way or some product or some sort of technology that I work on mm. will be will better than humankind in some sense. I want to do that. Okay. I mean, yeah, I like, believe it, you, man. Like, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying like that, that's just... giving away the file for free. About I'm just saying having access to water, electricity, and fire should be a universal right. Yeah, you know, because what, you need those to survive every day. True, true. You know, this says if your dreams don't scare you, then you know you don't go for it. Yeah, and it's it's just amazing how, mm-hmm. um, you have this, you know, huge dream which is doable, especially yeah. if if you feel like you can do it and mm-hmm. you want to do it, mm-hmm. you will definitely find a way to do it. Yeah, you know, it's just having that, I guess, direction mm-hmm. to how how you want to approach yeah. it. Yeah, I just want to leave an impact. Yeah, just just like I I I like how you you know what you said. You want to make that contribution and. I agree with you, you know, before you before you die right that that's how i was feeling while i was having this medical uh, issues where yeah. i realized how much influence have i made in the world mm-hmm. well if i die will people remember me what will people remember mm-hmm. me as and on that bed when i when they inject me to die i had a reaction where my heart was like it stopped beating for like two seconds and i thought i was actually gonna die and then i had to they put me back in, in there because they only did the raw one and mm-hmm. they have to do the, the dye injected one. So after the injection, I had a reaction and then I was in a shock. Right? It only lasted two seconds. Thankfully, I didn't, I didn't die. But I felt like I was dying, right? Yeah, so the next an hour and a half, I was inside this confined space with ideal thoughts and the shock where I started to think, you know, if I do die, you know, especially knowing that my condition is serious, mm-hmm. what will people remember me? And I mm-hmm. realized, will people remember me as like a kind uh, person, you know, who really helped other people in a sense contribute, yeah. you know, uh, give his time away and who's uh, generous or will people remember you as somebody who's selfish, you know, who's just yeah. funny, like, like funny and, you know, pers- personable, which is more like surface level, right? That doesn't mean anything. You didn't make any impact in the world and no influence. So that's why I decided to live my life, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever I want, starting a podcast, you know, just. I just wanted to do it. Like, I don't care if, if I get views or not. It's just that as long as, you know, I can make um, more friends and mm-hmm. I can know more about other people, you know, because having the conversation opens up a way for me to understand what other person is thinking and other person might be going through, giving mm-hmm. a better avenue for me to 
help them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it now I understand you more in a t- you know personal level and your deeper level. Of course, there's no I bet there's a lot more layers to you than you are, but you know I, I think you're you're amazing. You're, you're on the <laughs> right track, man. Uh huh. Thank you. You know, just just want I usually ask myself every day like, what will people think of you, the person who you are until today? And then you know that's when you kind of reflect because. Yeah, every day you can make an impact. Yeah. Like, like small impacts build up to something, you know? All right. I think that's a good note to end it on our podcast, man. When? <laughs> where? Where? Sorry. Your Instagram. You got any business that you want to plug? Oh, uh, my Insta is uh, hnry.cw. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> awesome, man. All right. So, hope you guys learned something today. And thank you for coming again. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast as well. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Peace. Dude.